Welcome back to another podcast. Life during the pandemic. Has it changed for the better or has it actually gotten worse? That's something which we want to discuss today for today's podcast. And I have my good friend Suparna joining me back. Suparna, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Vish. This is hey, happening. Suparna. This is finally happening. <laughs> Yes, just to give all people like what was happening, we've been trying to do this podcast for two weeks and every time each of us has some or the other interruption that stops us from doing it. But finally, here we are doing this podcast for you. Suparna, I personally have been facing a lot of challenge since the lockdown has started or this entire pandemic. I thought it's a great time for me to do things that I always wanted to but couldn't find the time. Having said that, I'm still at the same place where I was six months ago. So what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think I want to go back to probably March, uh, Uh probably when uh, all hell broke loose and um, we were just faced with something so unprecedented that at least we have not, you know, um, experienced this ever. And um, in due course, it made me realize that we take so much for granted. Uh, we take granted, um, you know, the presence of friends and family in our lives. Um, you know, of course, if, if you live with family, that's great. But then if, if they're away, not having to meet them, not having to meet your um, grandparents um, for the sure um, aspect of you, you know, wanting to keep them safe. Um, you know, not meeting friends, not having that slice of our life that we're so used to and we take so much for granted. Um, to little things like having your groceries express delivered. From it, you know, being delivered in about two hours, less than two hours, uh, to not even finding slots to uh, receive deliveries in the next two, three days. That's how crazy it was. Um, and so it was amazing to know that, you know, we as a community uh, were thinking together and we're like, okay, place items in your cart. And as soon as we find slots, we're going to let everybody know. And then you can order it and um, just adding, you know, different multiple addresses. So you can even have it delivered to, you know, people you care about. And um, it's just, it, it makes you think so much about how much we take for granted and, and that we're living in a world of privilege and, and that uh, we must acknowledge it. I think, uh, one of the things is to not forget some of the things that uh, we went through um, just so that it makes us a little more um, humble and believe that there's so much to be grateful about. Did you have any such crazy stories? Yeah, I think uh, even I'm grateful for all the little things that we have always underestimated or I mean, taken for granted, like you said. Yeah. All those little things which... Yeah were not a big deal back when we were in our real lives and now every little interaction becomes so important. First things, what I've realized is there is so much of time on our hands because uh, usual routine for me is go to office, work from nine to six or whatever time it is, come back home, have dinner and sleep, weekends go out with friends, have a drink or two and then come back. And then I always told myself, I don't have time to do anything which I'm passionate about because, you know, I always thought I'm a busy guy because I meet a lot of people, do a lot of work and stuff. But then I realized being busy and being productive are two different things, Mm. right? And then when I'm at home now, 
even though I work for 10 hours a day, I still believe yeah. there is so much time on my hand, which I'm not utilizing the right way. So this pandemic has made me realize that we are never yeah. busy, so to speak. We always have yeah. and can make time. It's just that we make yeah. excuses, right? Yeah. I guess it's, it's, it's about finding that priority. Um, uh, um, a constant struggle for me and is today to find time to work out. Um, and although we had so much time on our hands, uh, I did see that there were several days where um, uh, you, there was this feeling of absolute fatigue. Even though we're just at home and pretty much, um, you know, keeping it low on um, what in terms of energy, uh, but there was that sense of absolute fatigue. There was that sense of lack of inspiration and just wanting to do nothing. And um, I slowly realized that it just wasn't me. It was so many of my friends. I saw it all over social media. And it's just that feeling of uncertainty. It's that feeling of knowing uh, or not knowing what's to come uh, that can have such a serious impact um, you know, on our mental health. You know, circling back to what we spoke about last time about acknowledging what we feel uh, because more often than not like you said we're so busy uh, getting through the day uh, that we don't sit down to think about what we feel what we thought and how that can have an impact on um, what we do and I think that's been great uh, in the sense that even though it, some of those days were filled with lull uh, it's to acknowledge it later and say okay this is how I felt this is what I can probably do uh, what are some things that I enjoyed in my childhood that made me happy uh, that I can bring back into my life right now? Like uh, so much, like uh, the art, uh, painting. Um, for me, I, I think it, it was amazing to know that I, I could still, you know, um, on the surface, go back to some of those things because it was important. If, if as a child that made me happy, maybe it can make me happy even now. Right. What are some of those things for you? Um, interesting that you mentioned that because as a child, I always loved, uh, you know, uh, doing aquascaping and having fishes. Like, so I still remember when I was a child, I couldn't afford a proper tank and all these fancy fishes. So I used to run by close to a grocery store. They had these big jars. Even you'll see that in small grocery stores where they put biscuits in them and sell biscuits out yes. of those jars right yes so i knew that shopkeeper well and i asked him like if you're planning to throw away anything just give it to me so my parents okay. used to give me five or ten rupees and uh, i used to pay him five bucks take that bottle back wash it thoroughly with soap first of all you're not supposed to do that don't wash your tank with soap but still i was a child okay. i couldn't afford fishes so here's what i used to do in my area there was an abandoned school and during every monsoon, the school classrooms were filled with water. And uh, naturally, they had a lot of fishes in them, guppies, those small colorful fish. Mm, right, so right. what we did was we took a small polythene pack, threw it, the door wasn't open, so we had access only through the window. So we threw the cover in okay. and put some rice flakes, tried to draw them okay. in and pick up a few fishes, come back, put them in the bottle. I used to love doing okay. it so much because those fishes, when you look at them through the glass, that beautiful tail that they have, like a peacock, mm. just so fascinating. And I lost that. I lost that since I started college and working. 
I gave it up. And then uh, recently, I think a year ago, I realized I still love it a lot. So I yeah. bought a couple of nice tanks. I put soil okay. in them. I grew a lot of plants. And naturally, wow. I learned a lot. So it was a more of a trial and error for me at the beginning. But eventually now you, I have tanks. Yeah. You grew plants inside yeah. an so aquarium, so to it's say. It's a planted tank. So you either wow. have planted or planted. So what you do is you put soil, not your regular soil. You get something called Amazonian no. soil. So you put it and then wow. you get specific uh, plants which glow, grow underwater. You need to figure out a lot of things. It's more like, wow. like I said, it took me good. So much to learn about. Oh, yeah. It took me like yeah. a month just to understand how the entire mechanism works. How should you filter your water, temperature, pH and all that stuff. And then finally I bought fishes and now, you know, it's a fun thing to do. And it also keeps my mind a little sane. Every time I'm getting a little pressurized, probably if I'm in the office, I will end up doing things which I don't like. <laughs> but, you know, since I'm not in office anymore, yeah. things have changed for the yeah. better. And now I sit in front yeah. and I just stare. It's fun. I just posted those yeah. pictures on my Instagram also of my beta fish and... Uh, a lot of people love the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did see that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's you should totally just like get this. a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while this while this is running post-edit, we should totally have a picture of it. I, I will. I'll put uh, pictures of my tank yeah. also so that people can awesome. see it. Guys, by the way, I'm still awesome. an amateur. It's not like I'm a thorough professional. So if you have any input... Hey, it's a start. Yeah. So like when you said it, yeah. that's the yeah. only thing that I could think of is like you yeah. said... There are so many little things that we don't yeah. do now because we are too busy for it or we are too sophisticated, yeah. we think. And then yeah. we get in touch yeah. with those things again. You realize how much happy they made you feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for me, it was also realizing that there were so many things that we deemed as out of our league or, or too difficult for us to attend um, that we had the chance to do it because we had the chance to fail. Because if it didn't work, it's okay. We can start over. Uh, no rush about it. So one of those things was um, my husband actually, uh, Chirag, he wanted to start brewing beer at home. And um, we figured via research that it's it's an elaborate process and it, you need um, the right equipment. And so when we were looking that up, I looked up how to make wine. And uh, it, it seemed so much more simpler. Um, and I just started, I, I, I probably looked at a couple of videos on YouTube just for inspiration and, and a few tips and tricks, but then I started and now I'm on, I'm on my fourth batch perhaps. And um, I've learned so much through the process about how, you know, you've got to let it ferment, you've got to, um, you know, let it stay in that airtight container. And it is delicious at the risk of sounding very it is delicious. It is it is legit wine. And I'd like I some samples of proud. it. <laughs> You'll get it. Or Danzo it. If I can. I don't know if Danzo accepts. Hmm. We'll have to figure it out. Or we'll meet. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's something that I wouldn't have ever thought about. Um, and it just surfaced as a skill that I now have. Uh, obviously not something that I put on my resume, but then you know, in life, as a life skill. To That's know how a to make skill. Wine. How many people do you know yeah. that they can make their own wine? Not and many. Every man just... to brew his own beer, Suparna. Beer. Honestly, yeah. right? 
So if I can brew my own beer, I am set for life, man. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't bought commercial wine for the past. I started in April, April May. So since June, we haven't bought any commercial wine because I just drink my own, and it's it, trust me, it might seem like such a small aspect, but then every time I open up a bottle or every time I'm filtering the next batch it's a sense of pride um and i think i i owe it to the pandemic for, for to bring out this this skill amazing something else that i started uh was making soap homemade soap and yeah i looked it up back in the day but then this was a clear you know um case of action versus inaction i was like yeah it seems interesting it seems easy maybe i'll do it at some point and like you said, we have that time on our hands and there's only so much you can Netflix. There's only so much you can, um, you know, binge watch TV shows. And um, after a point, you start to feel that fatigue as well. Um, and so I was like, okay, now, now what? And then boom, um, I, it, it was a very, very uh, low investment project because you just need melt and pour soap off of Amazon. You just need a mold and... Um, I grow aloe vera. I just blended that up and poof, aloe vera soap. Um, and now I'm so excited to share it with my friends and family um, because I, I, I don't think there's a, a better gift than a handmade gift. Something that you put your uh, love into, something that you put your time into and, and the effort. Um, and, and that to me, again, is, is, is a huge win. So for all those days of feeling that, you know, fatigue, lack of inspiration and all of those things, um, you tell yourself there's going to be a better day when you will get shit done and you won't, you won't be resigned for the day. That is one of the biggest takeaways for me. I think any gift that you put your heart and soul into it and your time, no matter how small it is, it's by far the most special gift anyone can have. So great that you're doing it, really. <laughs> I mean it. Uh, it speaks a lot about how you're utilizing your time. That's a positive, I guess, both of us agree on is since yeah. the pandemic has started, we have realized the value of time and what we can do with our time because we always be, you know, tell ourselves we are busy. But again, being busy is not the same as being productive. Exactly. So that means we do have time and we can devote it to a lot of passionate projects, so to speak. Absolutely. So let's move on. Now, one part is our passion and hobbies. The other thing, yeah. like you rightly mentioned, uh, is how you don't get time to interact with your family. Uh, because yeah. that's something a lot of people across the world are struggling with. Uh, is they, at the yeah. beginning at least, where they were not yeah. able to meet their parents. A lot of people that I worked with were people living alone in Asari and uh, their hometown was thousands of miles away. Right. And when they started the lockdown, they had to stay indoors for months together without doing anything. I still realize we had to video call them and assure them and give them a lot of support to show that we are here, though you know, their actual family is not there. So that's a good thing because, see, one side, the negative is at the beginning, you stayed away from your family. Eventually now, since people have started traveling, most people have moved yeah. back to their families. So yeah. back for good. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a great thing. You get to spend a lot of time with your family. Uh, usually we think 
okay, weekends are there, we'll go out with your family, we just go to the mall, but again, that again is a lot of noise and you end up going together, but the experience of having those conversations doesn't happen, right? Absolutely. So I like that. And I like that you mentioned about your grandparents and uh, by the way, folks, today that the day we are recording this podcast happens to be a very big festival in India. And uh, I think yesterday, Suparna was talking about it, where you had to visit your in-laws and how yeah. your mother-in-law prepared this wonderful uh, dessert for you. So tell us more about yeah. it. How was that experience? Oh, I mean, um, you know, again, this is something that we could be there in um, person, but um, I think it was March or April. We had a couple of festivals even back then. Um, that was the first time that I didn't visit my folks or my in-laws. Um, and uh, I mean, I actually cooked like a meal. I, I made, you know, this traditional um, culinary items that I, I wouldn't have ever thought about. Uh, because again, you know, you're just the close proximity to family um, is something that we took so much for granted, right? So it never was like, yeah, I've got to celebrate it or I've got to uphold, you know, the culture, the values, which I love to do. Um, but then that, again, was um, something that pushed me out of my comfort zone to think, okay, how, how aspect as well. Um, and so yesterday was, was such a refreshing change because um, we try as much um, to meet them. But then when we know that we are in the pink of our health and um, we know that we've not been exposed or that we've been you know, keeping the down low. And um, it's important that at the same time, um, it, it, it almost feels like a privilege again, because we've seen those months where we couldn't. And now to celebrate those festivals together, to, to do things, um, to have that laugh. Um, we love playing cards. So, you know, <laughs> you know, having that time to um, bond over a, a couple of laughs and, um, Again, food is just that unifying aspect that brings us all together. Um, today, after this, I'm heading to my mom's. Um, so that's that's going to be another, you know, um, big meal. But, you know, like you said, uh, it, it just seems like how, how is this even, you know, possible where we can't interact with our family and friends and we can't be there in person. Um, thankfully, things are slightly better now. Of course, it's not the lockdown, but then we still have to be careful. Um, and so I, I think it was four weeks ago when I had a residual cold. And when I met my family or friends, I had my mask on. It seemed absolutely bizarre, but it was a responsible thing to do. Um, obviously, it, it just seemed like I, you know, back in the day when we would have someone with, um, you know, an, an ailment that we couldn't recognize or we felt that it was important for them to um stay safe you would find that they would wear masks and stuff but now it's just the norm um and i i think it took us a while to make sense out of it but it, it's okay now knowing that our family is there um knowing that i did everything that could ensure that i could spend time with them as well and be safe be responsible about it um so i think that's that's a big takeaway that even if um you think you're remotely sick of course, you might not run a temperature, but then if you still have a cold or a cough, just wear the mask. Um, it, it might seem weird to be with family and wear a mask. You might get judgment as well from some family members saying, we're family, why are you wearing masks? 
ignore all of that let better sense prevail and do the right thing and um, most people think that you're wearing mask because you are scared of them but that's the worst thing that can happen it's actually to protect them from you, you that's why you absolutely. have to wear a mask a lot of people don't get that they think i got to wear a mask and people will think i'm pretentious or you know i'm being fancy and yeah but you're protecting yeah. them from you you might be carrying something so i think you're right even absolutely. if your family members tell you it's weird yeah. you still got to do what's right yeah uh my my grandmother on chirag side she's 86 i would never want to put her in a situation of um risk and especially because i was being irresponsible um and so it's okay ignore the judgment ignore uh, any naysayers um and and do the right thing um and this actually is a good segue to you know um one aspect which is um you know the constant judgment we feel like we, we when either we wear the same clothes uh, we repeat the same clothes or um you know the narrative that if you're constantly shopping or if you have a lot of stuff um that you're well to do or you know you're in in the societal norms you're you're good um but i think this six months definitely th- that niggling thought that i had in in the back it reinforced the aspect that we don't need so much um it it's just incredible the kind of shopping we do the the it's just all the clothes are just there all the handbags are just there in those drawers and we never got to use them it's so crazy that you mention it because just last night i was watching videos of matt diavella a lot of people might know mm-hmm. him he's a very popular yeah. guy who uh, choreographed and shot the movie minimalism or the documentary minimalism yes. find it on netflix yeah. uh, he has his own youtube channel and his podcast called ground up coffee or ground up talk or something yes he's a and he's also started his own academy called glow uh, slow growth oh is it academy. okay yeah. i wasn't aware but he's he's like he's a strong supporter and he inspires people about minimalism i mean when you talk of minimalism this guy wears the same great t-shirt day in and day yeah absolutely that's how much absolutely. he supports minimalism not that he wears the same t-shirt but the same color i mean he has 10 t-shirts yeah. so same. funny that you mentioned that because i haven't bought a single piece of clothing in the last 7 or 8 months and i realized i don't need them and when i look at my closet i have okay. so many uh, clothes now i realize that maybe it's time for me to cut down and take a approach of what matt is doing so like you Absolutely. said people will judge you or used to judge you but now we are in a place where people don't have time to do that because people have realized that yeah. life is bigger than judgment yeah life is yeah. bigger than your public image Absolutely. yeah yeah and at the same time i it, it, it's not to say that you shouldn't you know um invest in certain uh, pieces of clothing that will add value to your wardrobe um you shouldn't invest in some classics that you can wear for years on end um it's to say be mindful of those purchases um i mean it, it, you can't go to that extreme as well be cold turkey and be like oh i'm not i'm just going to like give away everything that i have and um sit on the floor um it just means to say okay you now have what you have a purge what you think is something that somebody else can value or out of if you simply don't like that piece of clothing 
and you're just hoarding it because it's too pretty or it, it, it's too nice. Uh, it was too expensive and you bought it. And again, these are all reasons that I have dealt with. So no judgment whatsoever. I, I am still going through the same motions. So right. um, I think it's to just um, your full disclosure. It happens to all of us. Yeah. Um, but it, it's to just figure, uh, do I really need this? Do I, um, you know, like, do you remember back in the day, we would shop when it was our birthday or when it was Deepavali um, or a special occasion that deemed us to have something special to wear, um, a valid valedictory or, you know, um, events that we wanted to, you know, uh, look our best. But now it's like, oh, there's a sale, let's go. It was purely occasion-based back in the day, right? Yes. I mean, that's why in India, if you have, like, say, a few festivals in the year, there are big festivals, and the big festivals are only, like, four or five. So you talk of Christmas, you talk of Diwali, you talk of Eid, and then maybe a couple of other festivals. They're spread out well throughout the year. So it's almost like every four months or so or six months or so, you get to buy a cloth because your family is coming over and you want to start that next few months on a fresh note. Now it's not like that. It's just that you have sale and you got to do it. And I'm just as much as to blame as to what you're saying. I've bought stuff which are so stupid. I'll use the word stupid. And I even now think, what was I thinking when I bought those? So like you rightly mentioned, there has to be a clear difference between your needs and your wants. And uh, now that we're working from home, we are out of home. Even if we were to go back in public like before, yeah. somewhere I think people have become more conscious and understanding what they really want yeah. and what their Absolutely. needs are. And it's not just Absolutely. about social image anymore, right? Yeah, very well stated. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that's a good thing that you brought that up because we are not saying everyone has to become a minimalist, but you need to question yourself, not just with clothes, but anything that you own is how much of it do you use and do you really want? And uh, Matt also says the same, uh, another uh, suggestion. He says, uh, you know, if you want to buy it, put it on your wish list, be it clothes or technology, whatever it is. And ask yourself the same question a few weeks later. If the answer is still that I do need it, then most probably you do. If not, then by then you've already realized you don't need it. (laughs) And from personal experience, I can tell you that works. True. There Um, are so many impulse purchases I've put forward and then I've realized if I had bought them, how, you know, waste of money. Yeah. 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 And again, another aspect here is, you know, um, to think if we can DIY it, uh, because we have things around the house that we can repurpose. And so if you look at something that's pretty, or if you look at something that you want to upgrade um, a part of your house with, um, I know several of my friends make beautiful furniture, beautiful stools. um, And it's just about, I I don't think this is a popular concept in India, just because we have, um, you know, uh, inexpensive items that it's, it's just easier bought than to buy all those tools, to buy all the material and then construct it. Um, but I think it, it, it's, it's a direction we must head in um, because again, when you made something and you look at it, you value it so much more. And especially if you repurposed it from something else around the house, that's great as well. Um, so yeah, DIY so many things. Um, and this is something that I, I recall my grandfather telling me that mm-hmm. 
don't get rid of everything that doesn't work try yeah. and fix it <laughs> uh, i think all indian parents just, do tell us the same and it's so true sometimes because you yeah. throw it out and then 6 months later you realize it would have been good yeah. if i had it so that's a great suggestion superna i think Absolutely. diy projects are coming back and i think uh, everyone needs to embrace them great way to save money and most importantly since you have time and you're doing something creative that's again you using your potential to the best absolutely. level absolutely who knows what ideas See. that would lead to and what else can you do out of it yeah again all these things are um, are create aspects to keep us away from our devices um because um i know that some of us are consciously trying to stay away from our phone from our ipads and laptops when we're not doing something that's um you know necessary of that device being there right and if um if we can indulge in these interesting you know projects because it's not all the time that you can pick up a book and read um because often we will go to sleep full disclosure so funny that you mention about books also a lot of us have multiple right? books in our houses i also do <laughs> I have so many books that now I realize I've yeah. not read half of them yet. You you should totally see the stack on my desk, and this is like this is keeping it real. Yeah. Um, this is totally keeping it real. This is at my desk. It's just there. It's oh, you have start with why? Is that the book? Did I see a yeah. book start with why? Yeah. Oh my God, that's my favorite. That's Simon Sinek. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. a wonderful guy. I like that guy. Yeah, I think as L and D people, we take yeah. two. Yeah. So, folks, in case you didn't already realize, Suparna and I, we do have corporate jobs, and we work with the learning and development function. So, uh, she works with her organization, and she does a lot of trainings, which are behavior and communication related, and so do I. But yeah, I think reading a book again. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? When 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 you're at work, you say, "Oh, I'm so tired to read a book." Once I get home today. now that i'm at home yeah. i'm still tired to read it <laughs> yeah i mean audible to the rescue oh yeah podcast and audible yeah um, yeah i i don't think i would have read becoming by michelle obama mm-hmm. uh but now that i'm listening to it i think i might it, it's a good listen so yeah good. i guess find these alternatives but then also if there's something that you can do with your hands um because so much of it is also about the dexterity of it so um diying or i can't tell you how therapeutic crushing grapes are i was mind blown it's just <laughs> you know standing maybe you want to stomp them that's how the italians or mm-hmm. i don't know if it's only italians or like the there's a very specific region of certain countries where they do wine that way yeah traditional yeah, yeah. but maybe now but, since the corona is there we don't want to do that i guess so yeah yeah <laughs> hand crushing so far hand crushing yeah so i guess those were you know my biggest takeaways and um oh, one of the things that really inspired me to have this conversation with you is um for me to keep rewatching this conversation because um it's so easy for us to forget these lessons it's so easy for us to um move on uh, with uh, you know better aspects in life and not be um mindful or or reminisce how we felt what we felt and um of course we can journal about it but then it's so much more uh, compelling to watch yourself speak about it and be like okay give yourself 
you know, a whack and like, okay. It's about these so conversations because that's the whole reason why I switched my channel overnight and I decided to do podcasts. It's not because podcasts are great. It's because I realized that when you have conversations with people like you, you remember that for so long and it is so personal. It's so personal yeah, and anyone listening to it also because I'm a huge proponent of podcasts also because every time I do any other work, if I can't watch stuff, I just switch on to podcasts. Listen. Yeah, because uh, there's this uh, very famous show, Suparna. It's called The Office. Uh, the Office had yeah, UK version, which was super hit. I love the US version more because I don't know for yeah. my own reasons. Uh, I like the show. I rewatched it three times since the pandemic. I realized then how wow. much my time I was really not utilizing for the best. I felt, okay, fine. Here's what I'll do. I'll work on my aquarium. That's one of the things mm. that I'm passionate about. Yeah. In the backdrop, yeah. I listened to this podcast called The Office Ladies, which is run by the two actors from oh. the show. So what they do is okay. they watch one episode a week like and they that. discuss their experiences while shooting it. Ah. So uh, Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela McKenzie, I think. So they are called The Office Ladies. Yeah. Wonderful podcast. Yeah. It's, it's not that they tell you what happens in the episode alone. They talk about right. what kind of talk did they have to come at that point? Mm. How did that person say yeah. that? Was it improv or was it planned or scripted? Right. So wow. like you said, it may not be that wow. everyone how you consume content also it could be through audible it could be through podcast yeah. the idea is you should be exposed to new conversations which you can yeah. relate to and grow off right absolutely and just the awareness of it all and um you, funny you mentioned the office um yeah i, I think the u.s version was definitely more i think you're watching watched it first oh done done i watched it for the second time oh you have um, i should still yeah another incredible show but yes so many of these um shows that came to light because again it they were shot six years ago and i think the last season chits creek was this year or the year before mm. um but we only discovered it now yeah even the office because, the last season was in 2013 yeah. or 14 six seven years ago and you guess what it's so damn popular now that Billie Eilish is watching it and she's a huge fan of The Office. Billie Eilish, as a generation, has nothing to do with when The Office came <laughs> out, if you think about yeah. it. But I saw this yeah. video on Instagram and she's talking to Steve Carell over and John Krasinski, oh. the actors of the show. And she says yeah. how wonderful this show is. I can think of my office when I watch that also. You know, like, so a lot yeah. of people are just discovering now. I think that's a great thing about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Even our passion also. Like you said, uh, you did yes. a lot of things as a child and now you're rediscovering it and falling yeah. in love all over. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So one last thing that I want to focus on, uh, uh, Suparna. Yeah. By the way, folks, I understand a lot of you have told me wish an hour is too long for a podcast. So I'm trying to keep it under 40 minutes. But like you can see, when we go on talking, it's just so organic and uh, we don't have a control over what we talk sometimes. So, so here's the thing. Uh, since the pandemic started, somewhere, and this is a my, my personal challenge that I'd like to share. And uh, yeah. so uh, you will be able to understand. So I am in a profession where I work with people. I coach people on behavior and communication, leadership yeah. and stuff like that. I've been doing it for 12 years now. 
earlier it was me going to different client offices and you know doing trainings the whole day uh, now it's like in a day i meet say 50 to 100 people over the course of the day over video call and it's pretty much like meeting people in real life but over the video conferencing app and even after doing that uh, somewhere i kind of feel like i am still alone and uh, somewhere I kind of get depressed. I feel anxious. And I'm not saying this. Yeah. I, it's It may sound easy to say, but difficult to admit. But since we spoke of depression a few days ago also, if you remember. Yeah. yeah. I get that feeling. Every now and then I get so anxious that I'm thinking, what am I doing yeah. with my life? I think about my past choices and my decisions and yeah. stuff like that. Of course, I have my hobbies and stuff to keep my mind away from it. But now I realize that I was so, a lot of us might face, I don't know, how do I put this? So please pardon me for taking so much time. Is I realized I'm not a great guy to spend time with. As in, I couldn't spend time with myself. I got that bold. Mm. I realized that when I'm alone, this is not the person I want to be with. And then I realized every day that nine to five routine or traveling and meeting people was yeah. a great way to keep my mind off it. But then I realized once I'm alone, oh, it's like, you know, literally like shit's hit the fan and what do I do? So a lot of us might be going through this is what I feel where though yeah. we have so much time, though we have so much of leisure, somewhere I feel now we're in a place where we can't keep our minds busy and we have to focus on ourselves and we don't like doing that. So yeah. have you kind of heard yeah. about this or? You are not alone. You're not. Um, and, and, and honestly, um, this is something that perhaps a lot of us extroverts um, face because we probably refuel from the interactions that we have. Um, and so much of it is face-to-face -face, um, because we're drawing on that energy. Um, and I, I guess with the introverts, it's, it's so much more easier for them to um, now feel more comfortable and be in their skin because it's just them. So I, honestly, I feel like this is, this is you know, something that um, as a byproduct of you know, the difficult times we're in, uh, we'll come to appreciate when we can finally go out, when we can finally go and start meeting people face to face. Um, but until then, like you've been doing, I guess it's, it's great to indulge in um, some amount of, you know, um, be it your aquarium, be it an art form um, that you want to experiment with. Um, and it doesn't have to be perfect that's that's key because um, it, it's it's definitely about finding that creative outlet that can help with um and i found that again virtual connects i know this is not face to face but then virtual connects um just randomly call a friend and check on them mm -hmm. and um, it just fills my heart with you know joy yeah. that okay i i checked up on someone and and then they felt good that I'm so glad you called or I'm so glad that, you know, I was in your thoughts. Uh, that keeps me refueled for the day. 
uh, knowing that I did that one good thing. Um, Very true. Also, for the past three months, I've been documenting what I'm grateful for that day. Um, and on one of those low days, I just scroll through and look at what I've written like three, four weeks ago. And it makes me feel like, wow, oh, I'm so much to be grateful for. And, I'm so, I, and I like uh, what I wrote. And um, it just it refreshes my memory of that lovely time or that like a simple drive we took. Um, and it was so green. That that is something that you know I, I keep rekindling the memory, and I think that that makes me feel better as well. Um, nice and, and, that. and honestly, I, I, full disclosure: there are days where I will tell myself I have nothing to be grateful for, and that this all this is a chore <laughs> that I've subjected myself to. Um, but then. I again take a deep breath and I look around and I'm like, I I live in a lovely house and I have a lovely family and there's so much to be grateful for. Think about what you did today and you know, jot it down. Uh, and I guess it might seem like a chore to begin with, but then it it starts to build because over time when you have like three months worth of notes that you're grateful for, you tell yourself you have something that you can really like cherish um and that makes me feel better so i don't know if that'll work for you but then that's that's what's keeping me sane so far i think i should try it because like you said we started off the podcast with the word being grateful and somewhere when i see certain things happening on television or i read stuff about people going through hardships then i kind of get a reality check how lucky i am to have the things that i have so yeah. I think doing that yeah. on a daily basis will put us in the right mode. I also like the point where you said sometimes all you need is a call or need to talk to someone and yeah. they're just a call away. And we realize that we need people. So that's the thing, right? We are social animals. End of the day, we were not built to live alone as much as we like Absolutely. to do that. Because here's another thing I keep telling in my training to people. And it's such a ironical thing is I keep telling people that a lot of my team members, so I manage a team, a lot of my team members always complain to me before the lockdown started that we should give them more work from home in a week because that gives them autonomy yeah. to do things and they can, it's yeah. motivational and all that. The weirdest part is the same people have come back to me after three months and said, I can't do it anymore. I need to come back to office. So somewhere, yeah, as much absolutely. as we complained about the nine to six routine, Everyone wants to do it back now, which tells me that we are social animals and we need each other. And the best Absolutely. we do is as a part of the community. So if you are going through what I'm going through, it's not necessary that you are into deep depression. It's, it's yeah. just that you need to talk to someone and get it out of your heart or, or your mind. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, Suparna, sometimes it may not just be me who needs to talk to someone. Maybe that person needs to talk to me and uh, yeah. vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. I, li when, I like that input. Yeah. When, when we're strong for somebody else, we don't realize it, but we become strong too. And we kind of find that grounding that we need um, yeah. that can help us. It's funny that we're talking about all this because I do sessions on leadership and virtual communication. And here I am telling people my own insecurities. <laughs> It's keeping but it real. And it's keeping it real. I don't human. want to. Yeah. So that's what I tell even my trainings, yeah. like 
it's not that i know yeah. everything and you don't it's just that yeah I, i'm experiencing yeah. and this is what worked for me like you said so uh, and it's to let people know that this is normal to normalize feelings like this and yeah. um to let them know that there's a way out because it often seems like you know when we would look at um um probably not maybe in our generation but then before that when we would look at strict fathers and strict mothers and be like oh these are people you can't shake and nothing can ever frazzle them uh we were wrong there were several things that would frazzle them it, they just wouldn't emote right um and so it 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 eventually began a thing that oh if you're a strict parent you've got to you know keep that um uh, you know straight face so you can way or you got to you know all those aspects but then soon we realized that you know as as we uh, as we grew or as we saw them um grow as well we realized that they have just the same emotions it's just that they wouldn't display it so if you if you think about it if they did display their weakness or um points in their life that they felt low they would feel that much more um you know approachable that much more real and we wouldn't constantly feel like oh if we've got to be strong we've got to have this front right it's about breaking that mold now so be true to yourself and and you know show whatever you're feeling because people need to know that true and we are setting example for people around us yeah. the way we do it if we don't then we're letting the other person know this is not a healthy way so i think it's not it's real great that yeah. analogy of your parents even my parents are the same way but i think it's upon us yeah. to kind of do the right thing and once we do it people around us also notice it so i really like that absolutely point. right so i i i feel like we can go on talking and trust me i want to uh however keeping the time as the best interest i think this is a yes. good place for us to slowly conclude our podcast So Suparna before we close anything that you wish to share or tell people listening or watching this podcast um something that's been successful for me is to have a routine in place um when we would go to our workplaces we would have a routine in place um which slowly started to you know change and be more fluid um and so things like um like i would start my day um with something known as oil pulling we'll just put a text with a ticker down there on what it is um and then eventually you know drink some hot water or sit in the balcony have that routine right um something to you know start your day with that can bring some structure um i personally benefited from documenting what i'm grateful for each day so i think we we should all try that it's 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 like a one liner that you know you just need to I don't know how much can be visible there. It's just one line each day and it makes a difference. Um I can see one line so a lot of texts like yeah, that single yeah, lines. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. Um and third is to make that effort to check in on other people as well because you don't realize it but that'll bring you a lot of joy. Um There, there might be a selfish motive to this, but then, hey, if that can help you, great. Hey, more than you need, um, someone else needs you. Needs it. And when you do yeah. that, naturally, you know, you realize how much of a difference yeah. you're making. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one final thing is, um, if if you're up to it, do a similar, I wouldn't say a video, uh, a video would be great, but probably write yourself a bunch of pointers. Like I, I just wrote things that um, I wouldn't want to forget about this time because let's face it, we, we hope that we never face this again, but we did. So we've gone through what it means to be locked down, to um, face um, this uncertainty. So in, in the interest of, again, um, feeling grateful, make a note to yourself. Nobody needs to read it. It's just for you, right? Uh, tell yourself what you felt. Tell yourself, um, it, it can be deep, dark aspects as well. And in, in, in some way, I think this will help us, um, you know, uh, relive some of those memories. It's, it's like going through those photo albums from the past. And we'd be like, wow, we did this. And we looked like this. Um, this will be your um, note to yourself. You can read two, three years from today and feel like, wow, we went through so much and we lived it. We so lived. Things yeah. will get better. Amazing. Amazing. And I think uh, that's the underlying quote or theme of this entire session is change is always meant to happen. It's a constant and change is always meant to make us better. Yeah. At the beginning, we might not like it, but eventually yeah. change leads to transformation. So I love the last few pointers, Suparna, because every time I talk to you, I walk out with something new. And I hope a lot of people watching and listening to it also might uh, walk out with a lot of few things so folks i want to hear from you please do let us know in the chat window what did you like about this conversation what did you go through personally during this entire pandemic or still going through and we'll see if we can also add into those pointers and have a conversation so we hope you enjoyed this until we meet again take care